So my desire tonight is just to be an encouragement. Uh, just to be a help. Hopefully we'll leave this place tonight encouraged, uh, knowing that the Lord is good. But life has struggles, does it not? Uh, various kinds. You know, sometimes we have self-inflicted struggles. Uh, sometimes they're not. Other people bring struggles in our lives. Uh, but we can take comfort in what Christ has done for us on the cross. And uh, He's all-sufficient. Uh, his sacrifice is perfect. And it guarantees us, uh, I mean, you can't have any doubt that God loves you. Uh, I mean, God gives love toward us. And that while we were spite, yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But life gets tiring, does it not? Seems longer than others. But did I just cut out, brother? Let me see this. I got this thing on Wi-Fi. I'll put it on airplane mode. Maybe that will help. Sorry, I'm fumbling around all over the place tonight. Um. <clears throat> But in the midst of all of that, uh, if we're not careful, we'll let it steal our joy, maybe our zeal for the Lord, and uh, we'll have a lack of peace and contentment uh, because of what's going on in life. And uh, if it dwells too long, you'll tend to get discouraged. And if you are discouraged for any length of time, uh, it has some friends that will often show up. Uh, the friends of discouragement, fatigue, Hopelessness, despair, self-pity, doubt, bitterness, maybe some depression there. Uh, discouragement can be strong uh, for some people so much to the point where they may not think life is worth living. Uh, but that is nothing further from the truth. Someone once said this, Discouragement is dissatisfaction with the past, distaste for the present, and distrust of the future. It is the result of blindness. Ingratitude for the blessings of yesterday, indifference to the opportunities of today, and insecurity regarding strength for tomorrow. It is unawareness of the presence of God and unconcerned for the needs of fellow man and unbelief in the promise of His Word. I found that to be very true in my experience in this life. Uh, sometimes we can get discouraged at times, and if we're not careful, uh, it'll go further than we ever thought it could. Uh, but if you would, you can uh, stand with me in the honor of reading God's Word. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to read verses 3 through 5, and then hopefully we'll find some things that we can uh, find some comfort or encouragement in. The Word of God says this, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we are ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. I pray that you would just give me clarity of speech and thought, Lord, and I pray that your word would go forth tonight in a way that honors and glorifies you. And Lord, you know my heart, and I truly... Lord, my desire is to be a help and encouragement tonight, and I pray that each and every person here tonight would get something from your word that would be encouragement. 
And Lord, that would edify and exalt and, and just strengthen them to continue on for the cause of Christ. And Father, we'll give you the glory for all of it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. If we have nothing to rely on, we forget our blessing and look to, the, to our circumstances. Uh, that is when discouragement really begins to take hold. Uh, instead, we need encouragement at times. We need comfort, according to the, the passage we read this morning. Uh, we need hope and peace and the knowledge that the Lord knows our troubles. Do you believe that tonight? I don't know what troubles each and every one of you are facing. I've talked to some folks this week, and they got troubles in life. Uh, I have troubles in life. Anybody that's married, you got troubles, I'm telling you. Um, uh, marriage is good. It's a blessing. I don't want you guys to think that my wife is the, the old bitty that's hard to live with, because it's really not the truth. Um, it's a, and I'll tell you what, it gets sweeter as it goes. As a young... 19-year-old doofus, clown, you get married and you think you just got this whole thing figured out, right? Man, I love this girl. But boy, it gets sweeter and sweeter. It really does. Uh, but marriage is good. I, I don't know why I make fun of it all the time. God ordained it. But if we're not keeping our eyes on Jesus, we can get discouraged. And so the best way to stay encouraged and to stay comforted is to keep our eye on Jesus. And that's easy to say. But sometimes when the phone rings, or uh, the kid's principal calls, you get the doctor's note, whatever the case may be, it's a little harder to live in those moments because those struggles and trials are real. Uh, but in Him, you can have comfort and peace and encouragement. We truly can. Uh, and so tonight, I got four things. We'll be out of here pretty quickly. Uh, we'll be done by 2200, I promise. And, um, but in verse 3, I want you to look at what it says here. It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort. We can be comforted tonight because God is a God of mercy and a God of comfort. Uh, boy, it, just remind yourself how merciful God is sometimes. Uh, we were praying tonight, and Cindy made mention of his mercy. And she was thanking God for the mercy that he's bestowed on our family. And uh, I challenge you uh, to think about God's mercy in, in his grace. Here we see that he's the father of mercies in that Greek word, uh, Greek word for mercy. Uh, it means compassion, pity, uh, mercy. It has also, but it has a deeper meaning where it's something felt in the heart. And so God is the father of mercies. God has mercy and compassion toward you from his heart. Uh, he truly loves you. He feels mercy toward you. Uh, he knows our frame, as we say. We are but dust. He understands our troubles. Uh, he was pointed, or he was tempted just as like we are, yet without sin. And so he is very familiar with the challenges and the difficulties that we go through in this life. Uh, and he's merciful. He knows our failures, uh, and he loves us anyway. He's the author of mercy. Uh, praise him for it. Uh, so sometimes we just need to stop and, and just give him praise for his mercy. Uh, it endureth forever. Uh, 
His mercy brought salvation to your soul if you're in Christ tonight. Boy, if we had nothing else, we have much to be thankful for. You know, I'm afraid oftentimes us in, in the Christian life, I've been uh, by God's grace since I was a young teen boy uh, when he saved me. So I've been at this for, for 20 plus years. And if we're not careful, we just kind of get comfortable. And we get complacent and, and we forget his mercy and his grace that he put, bestowed on our lives to save us. Uh, the wretch that we are. Uh, the, the wicked, sinful person, and, and he was so merciful to us. Uh, he is the father of mercy. He forgave your sins. He delivered you from eternal damnation, condemnation. Do you praise him for that? Uh, and all this is because of Jesus' sacrifice and his shed blood in our place. Psalm 86, 5 says this, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. And plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. So sometimes maybe when those challenges are there and they, things are tough and you're having a rough time, listen, maybe you do have a self-inflicted problem in your life because of sin. He's ready to forgive. Uh, and he's got a plentiful amount of mercy. Uh, you will not exhaust God's mercy. He's ready to dispense if you would just call upon him. And so understanding that our God is a God of mercy, but he's also a God of comfort. Uh, that word comfort there means exhortation, consolation, and encouragement. Uh, God is a, an encourager. He's a comforter. Uh, in fact, the, the same form, uh, a form of this word in the Greek is used for the uh, word Holy Spirit. That's why he's called the comforter. In John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Uh, listen, all this helps us understand that God is a God of comfort and encouragement. Don't forget that. Uh, he wants to comfort. He wants to encourage. He wants to strengthen you. Uh, sometimes we just don't ask. Uh, we don't go to him. And, and I got some practical things here in a moment that we'll, I'll share with you that will hopefully uh, be of help. But don't ever forget, all comfort comes from God. He's the God of comfort. He is the God of mercy. He's the God of love. Listen, it's not some angel. It's not some cosmic gobbledygook force that, that brings comfort. It's not a pill. It's not psychotherapy or a clicker. <laughs> it's not a clever slogan. I think every few years the Air Force changes the four. It used to be the four engines of wellness, the four pillars of whatever. I don't know. Uh, one of these days, I think, I'm hoping I will forget some of those things. <laughs> but listen, it's all about God and his mercy and his love that we can find comfort and encouragement. And, and I'm not being ugly about anybody that may uh, be seeing a doctor or anything. And Because listen, I'm not a doctor. I don't understand all those things. But what I want you to understand tonight, if you would go to God, he is the great physician. Amen. He knows what you need more than anyone. Yeah. And, and so I would start there. Uh, and see what God can do for you. And, and I'm not telling you not to doubt your doctors or, or skip going to the doctor entirely. Trust me, I'm not. I go see doctors. Sometimes I think they're not as smart as the doctorate that they have is. But, um, but how is this comfort received from God? He has this unlimited amount of mercy and comfort and encouragement that he's able to provide us. But how do we access this? 
by faith. By faith. Because God says He is the God of comfort, then you need to believe and act upon it. Do you believe God's able to meet your needs? Do you believe God's able to provide to pay that bill that you don't know how it's going to get paid? Do you believe God can heal your body if He so wills? But oftentimes we don't act in faith and trust Him and we look to other avenues to be comforted. We look to other things rather than seeking God and trusting Him and allowing Him to work in our lives. He will do it if you would just trust Him. Uh, You can receive it. And here's, I'm going to give you, I think, four things on how or four ways God can provide comfort or encouragement in your life. God will use others. Uh, God uses His people to comfort you. And Lord willing, He's going to use you to comfort others. Uh, Is that not the reason why we assemble together? Or one of the reasons, one of the primary reasons, really, on why we assemble together? And so, uh, oftentimes, when you have a problem or you have a trouble, the Lord will send somebody. But if you're not careful... You want to open up and be transparent and be honest with people. Uh, And it's really hard to to help one another if we're not going to be honest. Uh, So we need to be careful about our critical spirit that tends to creep in on us. But there's many people that want to offer a helping hand, maybe a shoulder to cry on or or something. Is that even the right term, shoulder? I don't know. But Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another... And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, that's one of the primary reasons that we gather together. is to encourage and to strengthen one another. And so uh, I encourage you to be an encourager. Uh, we, it's been several weeks ago, I think now, but we talked about being a Barnabas. Being intentional about being a blessing. And doing what we can to help people. Uh, that's why we're here. Uh, God has ordained some things and established the church to help us. And so if you're just coming here being... Listen, sometimes I understand some people, they need encouragement. They're not in a position necessarily to dish out a lot of encouragement because of their certain circumstances or or that situation. But don't be the leech that shows up that's just all in it for you. right? Come with the attitude that, hey, I have something to offer and if you're walking with God, and we're, talk, we're going to talk about these four things, and the other three things are very practical things that you can do as an individual. But if you're doing these, those, those things, you will have something to offer because you've been experiencing God in your personal life, in your private life. And then you'll be able to relay some things. Man, this is what the Lord has done in my heart this week. Uh, these are some of the prayers that God answered for me. And so when the people at church, when we get around each other and we start sharing those experiences throughout the week and we start start rejoicing together and encouraging, we see, well, God's working in their life. I know he wants to work in mine. And so come here prepared. This isn't just the the Christian life isn't here. It's 24-7, 365. The Christian life's at home. The Christian life's in your private time when no one's around. You, you can't come here and effectively support the body if you're not doing it anywhere else. Now, keep coming. Keep coming. 
And hopefully we'll be able to encourage you to the place where you grow in Christ and you have a vital or a thriving, abundant life in Christ on your own. But listen, God oftentimes uses people to encourage one another. So be an encouragement. Listen, God will use his word. Reading and hearing the word of God preached, uh, the word of God is beautiful. Uh, and it's for our instruction and comforting, the word of God is. Listen, if we would heed the instruction of God's word in our life, we would save ourselves from much trouble oftentimes. A lot of the things that we, the challenge and the difficulties in our life, God has given us warnings. He's given us his instruction manual. And if we would just live it, we would perhaps not go through all the tribulations and the trials that we try to blame on who knows what. Uh, but some things do come when we are doing right. We know that. And so the Word of God says this in Romans 15, 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Listen, we can be encouraged tonight by being in the Word of God. We can find comfort. We can, even if everybody in our church was a dud, and if they're not, right? We have a good church. I praise the Lord for our church. But even if we didn't have anybody here that was going to encourage and strengthen us, you, sh you should be able to get into God's word and see what God did in the lives of those that have gone before us and find encouragement and comfort. But if you're all weak in the poochy lip, have you read your Bible? Are you struggling at work? Are you, is work just so exhausting and tired? And, but you don't have any connection to God and his word. You're not going to find any comfort. It's going to be very difficult because you're going to need all four of these things to work together to find that comfort and strength to go on. Sometimes more one than the other. The reality is sometimes we can read our Bibles and it's pretty dry. Well, maybe it's just me because you guys, none of you could relate to that based on your response, I guess. But, but so for me, sometimes it just, sometimes I would do it out of duty because I know I ought to do this. But then there's other times I'm like, wow, my heart's about to come out of my chest. And God says, that was for you, Justin. It happened thousands of years ago. But God said, listen, I know what you're going through right now. Look, this verse right here, that was for you. And you can just feel the presence of God in your life because you were in the word. You're comforted, you're encouraged, you're strengthened. Uh, what a blessing that is. Listen, so we could come to church and, and everybody be a Debbie Downer. But if you have God's word, you can still be strengthened and encouraged. How much better is it if we have both of those? We're at our homes reading the word of God, being encouraged and strengthened. Then those things that God spoke to us about. Because we had a bad week. Family members went to the hospital. Someone lost their job. The kids are sick. Mom's got cancer. Whatever the case may be, because those things happen all the time. And we've been encouraged in God's word to help us through that. And then we can come to church and look at our brother and say, Brother, I went through that this week too. Let me show you what God did in my heart through his word. How much more effective could the assembling of ourselves together be? Uh, that's pretty effective. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit getting involved here in a moment. But listen... Uh, God has ordained things to work a certain way and when we get down and out and we feel like church isn't worth it, it's because we're not doing it properly because God's not failing on His half. 
Christ wouldn't waste his time dying on the cross for the church if it wasn't effective. He knew that us as flesh, carnal man, was going to need one another to encourage one another to stay faithful at this thing. And so he ordained the church and he died for the church. Are you in God's word? Do you read it? But just tonight, just, well, never mind, disregard that. I'll hold that. I'm going to call people out. Number three tonight, the Holy Spirit. He's called the comforter. Listen, and if you're in Christ tonight, he indwells you. The great comforter is within you. And boy, oh boy, look at this. Isaiah 51.1, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and the son of man which he shall be made as grass? How oftentimes do we get all in an uproar? We're concerned about what our boss is going to think. We're concerned about whatever the case may be. Uh, listen, we got the comforter within us. Uh, listen, he's overcome the world. And again, as you're in the Word of God, and you begin reading because you're studying and you're wanting to walk with your Savior, the Holy Spirit can just make this book light up. This living book will become, uh, it's almost like there's a neon sign going, bing, bing. This was just for you. The comforter. Life can get discouraging. Life can get challenging. But if we would do what God has said, be faithful to church, be faithful to walk with Him and read His Word, He's going to comfort us. And listen, He'll give us the peace that passes all understanding. So whatever you're facing, whatever challenges you have, and listen, I know it gets hard. Family's challenging at times especially when you live separate from them. Sometimes that's a good thing, but, but you know, oftentimes I would say for our family, most of them, it would be nice if we lived in the same state even. But God wants to comfort you. And so if you would just be faithful to do those things that he's instructed us to do, he will comfort you. He's full of mercy, abundance amounts. And, and then we have prayer. Uh, by prayer, we are comforted. Psalm 119.76, Let I pray thee thy mercies, uh, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant. Sometimes we just need to go to the Lord. The psalmist here says, I pray thee. And he calls upon his mercy to give him comfort. Sometimes we just need to get before God and cast all of our cares on Him. Why? Because He cares for us. He careth for you. And so oftentimes we carry these burdens on our back just because we neglect to pray and cast it before the Lord. I'm thankful for a church that still has a Wednesday night prayer time. They say that's a dying thing. I believe it but I've never been a part of a church that didn't have it. There's still good churches out there. But listen, we need to make prayer a priority. We need to set the time aside to pray. As a church collectively, praise God we do that. We had men's prayer breakfast this last week. Prayer changes things. Do we believe that? 
God says he has all kinds of mercy. He has all kinds of comfort. He has all kinds of encouragement. If we would what? Come before him and ask. Uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but oftentimes we try to yoke up with ourselves. That's difficult. You ever seen an animal in a yoke trying to do the work of two? Listen, he'll take the whole thing for you if you would just give it to him. And listen, that's even when things are hard, when people are sick, when you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. God can take those things and somehow he gives you a miraculous peace and a miraculous comfort, comfort that only he can give. But you have to have the faith to trust him and really the faith enough to be obedient and to go before him in his throne. Praise the Lord for Christ that we might have the ability to go before his throne. My goodness, the creator, the king of kings, we can go before his throne as if you're there in his presence and say, God, I just, I need some help with this. And the thing that just blows my mind over and over when I think about it is he desires to help you. He's ready and willing, but... And so what I would encourage you to do when you go and you cast those same things before him, do your best to leave it there. We're good at saying, God, help, help, help. And then we grab that bag right back up and we walk out with the burden just as we came in. So truly give those things over to the Lord. Uh, number two tonight, we can be comforted because God is there in your tribula tribulation. Uh, verse four, it says this, who comfort us in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. So the first part of that verse, he, he who comforteth, excuse me, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. And so that word tribulation has the idea of pressure, affliction, a burden, persecution perhaps, trouble. Uh, in other places we see it translated. Uh, it's the Greek word thalipsis. I'll try that one time and then we'll move on. You guys will think I'm smart. But in other places, that word is translated tribulation, trouble, anguish, persecution, burden, or affliction. And as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, tribulation comes in all different sizes and kinds. Sickness, financial difficulty, the death of a loved one, an uncertain future. Boy, I love it when I know what's going to happen next. But God doesn't always give us that information. And that can be one of the most challenging things. Maybe it's an auto accident. Really, affliction oftentimes, sometimes it's just a heart matter. We're just burdened. Uh, and that thing settles in and begins to frustrate us and, and it begins to bring eternal pain. Why do we have tribulation? Is it all self-inflicted? No. Listen, we live in a sin-sick fallen world. It's messed up. But I want you to be encouraged in this. It takes the world with trouble in it to train us for the high calling of being God's children. God's working in our life through these challenges and these difficulties that He allows in our life uh, to carve and to mold and to make us more like the image of His Son. Uh, that we would be more like Christ. But He's there through it all. He's not abandoning us uh, to go through the challenges and the difficulties that we face, uh, sometimes on a daily, it seems like, basis. 
One gut punch after another. Lord, what's going on? He's there. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't forgotten you. He's still with you. But again, are you doing your part? Are you being faithful? Are you reading the word? Are you praying? Are you looking to him for guidance? Uh, that's when it really begins to be troublesome. But if we would just keep our, uh, our attention to him, it would help us to never forget that he is there with us. And he's got a purpose. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. He hasn't forgotten you. He knows the pain. He's aware of it. Seek him for comfort. Look to him. And don't forget that those trials, those afflictions, they're intended to make you better. He's working in you. And so when you face life, when you face the next challenge, you face the next difficulty, you need to tackle it that way. It's a testing to strengthen my faith. And all along the way, you have the comfort and mercy of our God to help us through that. So I don't know what you're facing tonight, but He's got more mercy and comfort than you need. You don't have to worry that He's going to take care of you. If you're in Christ tonight, you trusted Him with your soul. He took care of it at the cross. He is able he is all-powerful. He can do it. Uh, and He does care for you. Listen, after all, aren't you more valuable than a sparrow? I would like to think I am. I want to shoot those things. But... Listen, but God loves us. He cares for us. And He's not just letting you go through these things unaware and when you go before him in prayer, he's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that was happening in Tyler Brock's life. That's not our God. He knows it's taking place. And, and he wants you. He wants your relationship. Verse 4, again, we can be comforted because <clears throat> be used in it as an instrument of comfort to others. Look at the latter part of verse 4. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So this goes back to the, uh, to the point earlier about us gathering together to encourage and to exhort one another. Sometimes God allows you to go through something and you can use that to be a blessing and help somebody later on and provide comfort in their life. I believe that glorifies God. When we go through a challenge, we go through a trial... And maybe we're not perfect even. Uh, and maybe we struggle along the way, but we get on the other side of that thing and then we come along one of our brothers or sisters in Christ and they're, boy, they're struggling. They don't know how they're going to make it. And you can put your arm around them and say, listen here, God's here. God will be with you. And I know that because this is what he did for me in this situation as well. And so God wants to use these troubles and these challenges in your life, not so uh, you can just be strong on the backside of it, but so you can be a comforter. He doesn't want to bring you through it and take all the, uh, the challenges of life away so you can live at ease. Uh, 
because then you're not going to be good as a comforter. He allows you to go through those challenges. He allows you to go through those difficulties. That way, you can be a comforter yourself. He's not just wanting to give you a comfortable life. He wants to make you a comforter. Now, listen, if you would go through it with the right perspective and right attitude, you can have abundant and peace along the way. That doesn't mean you won't shed tears. That doesn't mean there won't be challenges. But you can help other people on the backside of that. And that ought to be encouraging to you. I hope it is. Listen, it's, it's encouraging to know that the Holy Spirit uses you for good in the lives of other people. Uh, what a blessing. That's not the only reason you would help someone, but it definitely feels good. You need to learn to praise God that you have had tribulations so that you can help others. Lord, what do you want me to learn? Maybe I can use this, in, this experience in my life to help somebody down the road. Lord, help me to learn something through this. How many of you tonight, because of a trial, have been able to help someone else? I have. That's God's plan. And it's a blessing to know that you're a part of God's plan. God doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants you to be a comforter. So sometimes you'll see challenges in life. I came across this. Shipwrecked sailors build lighthouses. Mangled motorists widen roads. Hospitals are built by those who are sick. Where nobody suffers, nobody cares. When you suffer, you learn to care. That is why God does not comfort, or comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. Some of the greatest inventions have been through bad experiences. Hey, let's put a safety switch on this. The next guy might not cut his hand off. Listen, God allows us to go through challenges that we might be a blessing to others. Christ suffered that we wouldn't have to. He was willing to suffer for others. Are you willing to go through the challenges with the perspective that you might be able to help others? Listen, all of our comfort comes through Christ. Verse 5 says this, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Listen, comfort, encouragement, and hope that is received, uh, whether it comes from people, whether it's from the Word of God, uh, through circumstances, it's all uh, filtered through Christ. Listen, true godly comfort is pure. It's good and it's right. What a blessing. Uh, but you have to receive it by faith. And I would say where our suffering is abundant, so is our comfort. At least the comfort that's available to us. Oftentimes we don't go to Him for comfort. Uh, and it's a spiritual comfort received by faith. Uh, but we have to choose uh, to trust Him. So as we close tonight, comfort is something that is available to you as a believer. Comfort, encouragement. Uh, you don't have to live in the world hurt and in doubt uh, all the time and, and as if you're all alone and there's no hope. Uh, you don't have to weep and cry in solitude. You have the body of Christ to lift you up. Listen, this assembly here is to encourage one another. You have the Word of God to teach you and to comfort you. You have prayer. You can cast all those things on Him and you have the Holy Spirit within you. 
And so God's given us everything we need to have the abundant life. Uh, Lord, help us to, in faith, trust Him and to exercise those things on our part and be obedient to His Word. Listen, you have the God of comfort and encouragement waiting to show His mercy and love. He is waiting to show His love and mercy in your life. But you need to trust Him. That doesn't mean He's going to remove all hardship and take all that away. He might be molding you and getting you ready to comfort someone else through your experience. Don't forget the Lord's blessing. Just depend on Him. Just keep your eyes on Christ. Life is hard. Marriage isn't always sunshine and butterflies. Child rearing is challenging at times. Work gets exhausting. And thank you guys for sticking around tonight and getting up and going to work in the morning. But listen, I just want to be an encouragement tonight. Listen, be faithful to God's plan. He has given us the tools to be encouraged and comforted and strengthened and to do it for other people as well. We just have to trust Him. Father, tonight we do thank You for Your Word. I thank You, Lord, for the Scriptures. Lord, that we can glean something from them tonight. Lord, that would help us, Lord, to find comfort. And Father, we do thank You for Your mercy. Lord, we're so unworthy. And Father, we just thank You for all that You've done, Lord, and Your great love for us. And I pray, Lord, that You would just encourage our folks. Lord, help us to be encouraged through one another, through Your Word, through prayer. And Lord, thank You for the Holy Spirit that we might be comforted. And I just pray, Lord, that You would bind us together in one heart, in one mind, Lord, that we could go forward for the cause of Christ. And we'll give you the glory for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.